We've layered on negative associations and emotional associations and all these different things with food. Our relationship with food has gotten so complicated mm -hmm. and convoluted over the years. Your body does not see food as that complicated. Your brain is what needs mm. to be sorted out. Yeah, true. So all of this diet culture has has really messed with our heads the most and made it so that our body, which really just like you said, wants to survive in as, you know, in the most efficient way possible, yeah. meet us where we are, it it can't do that. You know, we're we're like a yo-yo jerking it around all over the place and then we wonder, well why why can't everybody just be healthy? Yeah. So what we're going to talk about today is really about that mental side. Yeah. You're listening to the Addicted to Fitness podcast, brought to you by Elemental Training Tampa. Now, here's your hosts, Nick and Shannon Birch. Thanks for stopping by and checking out another edition of the Addicted to Fitness podcast. We're going to touch on uh, nutrition in this week's podcast and actually go into reasons why uh, basically you should stop dieting if you are dieting <laughs> or reimagine dieting. How about that? Yeah. Reimagine we, it. We know that if you maybe took a resolution around dieting, meaning like your goal was to, I want to lose weight mm -hmm. or eat less or something like that. Diet may be a very uh, sensitive topic. Right. We're going to talk about why you need to change your mind about yeah your methodology about diets. Yeah. Losing weight. Yeah. So before we jump into that, guys, we want to thank you for joining us this week and every week. We're going on year number. We're coming up on our three hundredth episode. First Ooh. of all, um, I think in February of this year will be. Five years? No, geez, not five years. Seven years on the podcast? Holy moly. I think. I think this. I'd have to, I'll double check and get back <laughs> to you guys. But um, either way, guys, thanks for uh, stay, sticking with us. And if you're new, uh, welcome to the podcast. And please leave a rating review in Apple Podcasts or your preferred podcast app. So, training recaps. Would you like to go first? All right, go you for can, it. You can go. I'm offering it to you to go first. <laughs> You're telling me. Um, Offer. It was a fine week. I got some, mostly like I focused on strength this past week. Did some yoga, did some bar work, did some, um, actually it was Pilates. I did Pilates, not bar. And I went back to the boot camp at your gym mm -hmm. this Saturday, which was a very good workout for my my butt and my legs. <laughs> but now I can't walk or sit. So, you know, toss up. It hurts so good. Exactly right. That was great. You know, I think uh, a little bit more, like you said, I think its strength is going to be huge for you. Um, I think all ladies need uh, strength training components because I think uh, building the bone density and calcium and all this stuff is important for ladies especially. 
Mm-hmm. So weightlifting can definitely help with that. So I think that should be a regular part of your workouts. I hope it is. Um, <laughs> maybe I don't do a lot of like weight. I do a lot of strength, but right. I don't necessarily do weights because I I don't belong to a gym. Yep. So now use Saturday workouts at my gym. So when I can, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, great week of training from moi. Um, had several pelotons, several kettlebell workouts, um, and a couple sauna sessions, which were awesome. And uh, so it was a great week of training. felt good to get back on it. It was pretty much the cold I had last week. It uh, was pretty much on its way out this week, so I felt much better and felt way more motivated to go work out. So it was a great week uh, of workouts and my shoulder is getting stronger and stronger. So I think I did actually two upper body workouts this week. So it made me feel really good. Actually did some, uh, went to the gym before a sauna session and did some presses and rows on the machines at the gym, which felt really good. So that was good for my shoulder. It seems to be on its way back. Who would have thought not using the hand mitts? For boxing uh, yeah. would have done so much uh, been so helpful so Surprise. Yep. so that's the training this past week um i feel uh, really good and i'm going to continue it this coming week um so that's training recaps for us guys now we're going to get into the main topic of discussion for this week and that is reimag- reimagine reimagine not a word no, reimagining <laughs> dieting Mm-hmm. Or more like weight loss, I think it's probably might be the better description, in my opinion. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's um, it's looking at the concept of dieting. It's really in in our country, in the United States, especially dieting is part of our culture. Mm-hmm. We are forced force fed ideas of dieting being like the norm and being something that you know, people should strive for. And really what research is finding is that is oh so wrong. Yeah. Well, I (laughs) think it's like, there's like so many, like, I feel the word diet and dieting. Basically, I think when they say dieting, they mean restricting calories or like a pretty much a, a, a very, I wouldn't say vastly, I don't know what the word, but it's, heavily restricting your calories. It's a restrictive consumption of food. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. In so, some way, whether right. you're you're cutting out a type of food, you're cutting calories, whatever it is. I mean, we lived through Atkins and South Beach. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was, I feel like, probably like the pinnacle of dieting where everybody, like you knew somebody was doing that right and it was i mean they they came up with product lines attached to these diet plans Mm -hmm. and i mean now it's keto i'd say it's probably one of the big ones vegan true i think so yeah in a sense Mm plant-based um but yeah so i think we're we've heard diets so much and Whenever we think about losing weight, probably, I would say the majority of people probably say, well, yeah, I have to diet or I have to change my diet. I have to restrict what I'm eating. And the thought is like, oh, I'll go on this restrictive diet for this amount of time. 
Yeah. Or, I think you know, the time frame is definitely the one of the. But key actually, yeah. what we're finding out is that it's it's because it is usually a temporary thing. It's because um, they're finding now that diets don't really work for weight loss. Right. Especially in the long term. Yeah, exactly. Like you said, it could be short term weight loss. Yeah. Um, but there, it's so many. I know this article. We were looking at an article in the New York New York Times that you found. Uh, found, but I've seen several uh, other articles talking yeah, about many. how it's very uh, basically the 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 weight gain after initial weight loss is almost it's highly probable to for people to gain that weight back. So based on t- statistics, that it's it's very hard to keep the weight loss off. You know, the weight you lost off. Um, because that that mindset of restrictive eating uh, is only can only some a person can only stick to that for so long, right? And like you said, it's counterintuitive to our our wants and desires. And I know this article mentioned it, and I've heard many times is that your body's metabolism basically tries to reach homeostasis. So if your body is taking in less calories, less energy, your metabolism is going to come try to meet that amount mm-hmm. of energy that you're taking in in order to basically not you know to basically because it can't feed itself you know so it basically brings metabolism down which can have negative effects on other bodily symptoms like hormones or stress levels and things like that so over time the the the, the weight loss or restrictive eating especially restricted calories can definitely uh, do more harm than good yeah yeah I mean your metabolism can slow down. Your, you know, your burn of calories during like a workout could yep. be less yep. your if you're dieting yep. than if you're not. Um, and I mean, then there's also all of the, I think, mental consequences that come with dieting as well. So what what they're really finding now, which is so ironic mm-hmm. because having just gone through a like health coach certification with Ayurveda as we've talked about this mm-hmm. um, before this is like an ancient <laughs> um, kind of wisdom and like this an ancient approach to living a healthy lifestyle and it's all coming back to some of the same tips that I learned in in that, yeah. um, like going through like the schooling and everything, but it makes sense. It's actually, it's a mental thing. Like we we've sort of broken our positive association and realistic association with food in our lives because now we've we've you know we've layered on dieting and we've layered on negative associations and emotional associations and all these different things with food our relationship with food has gotten so complicated Mm -hmm. and convoluted over the years your body does not see food as that complicated your brain is what needs Mm. to be sorted out yeah sure so all of this diet culture has has really messed with our heads the most 
and made it so that our body, which really just like you said, wants to survive in as, you know, in the most efficient way possible, yeah. meet us where we are, it it can't do that. You know, we're we're like a yo-yo jerking it around all over the place and then we wonder, well, why why can't everybody just be healthy? Yeah. So what we're going to talk about today is really about that mental side. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, from my personal experience, and I'm definitely going to what the, the doctor said about the, the mindful eating tactics. I know way back in 2007 when I kind of went through my weight loss, um, my, my initial weight loss, um, I think the thing that motivated me was that I had a goal. So, you know, I was doing kickboxing and I knew I needed to lose weight. That was kind of what inspired me to go to the kickboxing gym. But it, food, you know, obviously my my relationship with, with food changed because it had a different function. Food had a different function once I had a goal of, you know, you know, kickboxing and have enough energy to learn this new skill and then eventually be it's down to performance, competitive, physical yeah. performance. So food changed. Uh, it's food's purpose changed in my mind. So I was much more cognizant of what I was putting in my body. And that kind of, like you said, and I, I don't think I did it consciously or purposely, made it more mindful. I thought more about what was going in my body. Right. Which forced me to change what was actually what type of food and how much was going in my body. Yeah, when you're when you're thinking about any kind of performance based mm -hmm. goal, yep, you are thinking of food as fuel. Right. So, which is absolutely true. Food is fuel. The other side is looking at it because even that teaches you, like you know, certain associations, and you can. You can still train performance and, you know, be doing diets. You can mm -hmm. be counting macros or whatever it is. But it's really looking at food as also medicine. Right. And that how you feel, being in touch with that in, in your own body, not somebody else's body, but in your body, that experience and understanding, like, well, I know how much I need to eat because I eat until my stomach says it's full and I pay attention and I don't do 15 things while I eat. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like it makes perfect sense. Like, yep. of course, I'm going to just eat what I need because I'm listening to my body. And that's that's the big trick. And this article in the New York Times that we found is actually titled Diets Make You Feel Bad. <laughs> Try training your brain instead. Yeah. And it is all about mindful eating. And they're talking about the research that's supporting this and how you know they have a challenge, a mindful eating challenge. Um, and you know, they're laying down evidence that's talking about kind of the discussion against diets. Mm -hmm. And instead, doing more like intuitive eating. And again, intuitive eating, mindful eating, it comes down to listening to your body. Yeah. But at the same time, this, even though it sounds basic, this is probably one of the hardest lessons in our society, in our culture, 
that we are going to have to learn mm -hmm. because our society and culture do not support it. True, you're right. So do we want to quickly talk about what mindful eating is and yeah. what intuitive eating is? Yeah, I think those are good, a good direction to take this because I think those are hard to decipher what those could mean. Uh, so mindful eating is, if anybody's ever done a mindful practice, don't get it confused with meditation. It's not the same. You're not going into like a Zen state while you eat. That's, that would probably be weird. Um, mindful eating is just simply being aware of how you feel while you eat, having your attention be completely focused on the meal and the experience of eating. So it's kind of like we talked about when you, you know, you're thinking about how, how full you are. Mm -hmm. I mean, who hasn't during Thanksgiving, you've got tons of people around your table. Maybe you've got like a show in the background, you've got music on and you just eat and eat and eat because everybody else is eating and because everything looks good and you want to try everything and yeah. you're distracted, you're talking to people. And you walk away going, dear gosh, I was full like an hour ago. <laughs> like I was full 10 minutes after I sat down. And you just know that like you missed the mark so badly and you're so over full. That is the opposite of mine. <laughs> We're going to define mindful eating by describing that feeling that almost probably everybody who's lucky enough, I guess, to have had that experience, go through. Like, you know that that feeling where you've eaten so much and you've gone so far past. Um, mindful eating is you're taking out all the distractions. So you're putting away your phone, you're putting away your magazine or your book, and your full attention is focused on your meal. It can even in some thoughts and practices go into like mindful preparation of your food where you don't have any distractions and you are very carefully and focused on that moment of, you know, compiling your food, putting it together and preparing it. Mm -hmm. That idea that you have this very meaningful connection and you're acknowledging and seeing this food as this this thing you're about to consume that's going to give your body energy, give your body nutrients, give your body um, hopefully, you know, a positive experience after. There's a whole, it's, it's a very rich experience when you give into that. So mindful eating, therefore, that, that whole process from maybe even prior to starting all the way to finishing when you realize you're not full, but you're satiated. Right. You're, there's, a, there's a scale of one to 10 that most mindful eating people will, um, will guide you through. And you are supposed to stop when you're at like a six or a seven. Like you're supposed to start eating when you're at like a three or a four. Mm. You're not eating until you're super full. You're also not starting when you're super hungry because then you have no control. Yeah. I so agree. it's it's being aware and it's also being aware of how certain foods make you feel. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I think you hit on something that's always worked for me personally is the preparation of food. You know, making my lunch every day for the last so many years, you know, uh, really helped me control what I eat. I mean, literally, obviously, I would only eat what's in my lunchbox. Um, but I think putting it together almost made me look forward to eating it the next day. Yeah. You know, so it's like getting that idea, like you said, it is nourishment, but there's a lot of emotions attached to food. But the fact that I prepared it made me happy to eat it, even though if it was just a salad or just yogurt or just, mm -hmm. you know, what I normally, I mean, I eat a lot of the same things every day for lunch, but I'm always looking forward to eating them. Well, you, you hear like all these um, nutritionists and things mm -hmm. and they're like, eat by color, you know, eat natural foods, whole foods in a range of colors. Try to get as many on your plate as possible. I mean, you can't do that when someone else is like, unless you have a very fancy chef. Um, it's hard to do and really get behind that process um, and have that same connection to your food without being mindful because right. you're 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 purposefully placing items on your plate so that they serve a visual purpose and that nutrition therefore is reflected it's a, it's more of like a balanced nutritional mm -hmm. plate i actually have found this very helpful by eating like by enjoying what you're looking at to your point and making it beautiful and colorful and pleasing to your eyes and your sense, like all your senses, it makes it more pleasant to eat and you wanna stay more focused with that, mm. I feel like, because it's, I kind of look at it, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a bit of an artsy person, I always have been. I feel like creating a plate that is art, where you look at it and you see these beautiful, rich, bold colors just layer after layer of color, that to me, I'm like, that's going to be a good dish to eat. Yeah. That makes me happy and that makes me excited. But it also makes me appreciate it more and slow down because, you know, you every bite can have all the colors and like it. it's a whole experience. And that's exactly what mindful eating mm -hmm. is about. Yeah, and I think that's, uh, everybody's going to be, different right everybody's going to have their connection yeah, everyone's to the going food, to have a different approach you know? so they're going to they're going to have different their different approach just experience. like you said because but finding your approach is kind of what we're getting at you got to find your tactic for mindful eating or intuitive eating and i think it really i mean if i can find it see a through line it's you gotta you, you gotta you gotta connect with food somehow you know yeah. you gotta see you, you literally gotta realize that this is nourishment that's going to you know power you through the day and power you to do things that you really want to do and not uh, hopefully reduce your stress not increase your stress um the finding those links in the that that basically that the the link you have with your food is kind of important whether you're growing your own vegetables or fishing or whatnot or preparing your food you get from the grocery store having a connection with food um, I think is kind of the, one of the first steps you need to take in order to be more mindful of what you put in your body. Yeah, so intuitive eating on the flip side, they're, they are actually different. So intuitive eating is, is 
eating based off of what your body tells you right. that you need versus what your brain is telling you what you want. So again, taking the brain out of it, you know, the mental part saying, ooh, I'm not feeling that great right now. I would love that ice cream cone yeah. right now. Because what you're really craving is comfort. Mm-hmm. You're, you have a feeling there's an emotional trigger. So the intuitive eating and mindful eating are connected. And what it's really forcing you to do is to form a better understanding of yourself, what your triggers are, what your habits are, um, and really learning about what those associations are, those mental associations and that define your relationship with food. Yeah, I think that's that's probably one of the keys too to eliminating what those quote-unquote junk foods are in your diet, yeah. you know. Not saying that they're they can never ever have them, but realize why you're why you crave them in the first place. You know, and it's like I said, this is going to be an ongoing process and I mean, I'm 15 years into kind of trying to have a better relationship with food Um, and it's still you know learning about it every day essentially yeah um, I think the the key takeaways is from both mindful and intuitive eating they're both different but find your connection with food find out how you kind of get how your what's your connection with food whether it be through preparing it, grocery shopping for it, meal planning, whatever it may be, or like Shannon says, making a colorful dish. Um, find how you can connect with food more. I know it sounds silly, but it's... Yeah, and, I mean, and it is. like I think we're going to find more people, which makes me super happy, being you know a health coach that yeah. teaches exactly this. Um Find people in your life that will support you in this. Because like we said earlier, this is not how our culture is set up. Our culture is set up that every chance you get, you're multitasking. Right. And that includes mealtime. And even the family dinner where you've got everybody around the table talking and laughing. Until you really know your food, even that experience is going to be a challenge. Because... You're going to consistently have to not be distracted and come back to what you're eating. Mm -hmm. So this is by no means an easy task. Um, But like you, I've spent my much of my adult life trying to repair sort of the misassociations of food and to have a better relationship with food. And this this thinking and there's actually some notes in here about some of the coaches that help people learn mindfulness and some of like the, the psychologists and things said, some people in order for mindful awareness while you're eating to start taking place, one study found that it took participants 10 to 15 tries, but for most people, it took 38 or more attempts to begin to reshape eating behaviors. Mm-hmm. This is not simple. So this is like the kind of the crux of our message <laughs> is diets, you know, they, they serve a purpose in the medical community, you know, to, to address some sort of a physical ailment or something or a physical need if you have to lose weight immediately because your health is threatened. 
But having that diet mindset and culture, that's not probably going to be your route to long-term success. It's Mm -hmm. it's not going to be your route to long-term success in weight management and health, which is what we are really ultimately after. Mm -hmm. It comes down to the mental game and it's it's going to take some tries and to be really purposeful about it so there's lots of resources this article um referenced a dr brewer who has a website that has like they have like a worksheet that you can sign up with they gave some tips how to map your eating habits Mm -hmm. so you can actually start creating those that understanding of your associations with certain foods and habits um And they also give tips on how to actually start, you know, habit by habit, improving and becoming more mindful. Yeah. So drjud.com, D-R-G-U-D. Map my habit is the, they actually have a habit mapper PDF Mm. that is free and downloadable. That's cool. So that's, I mean, I think everybody... Grant, despite what everybody thinks, I think for the most part, we almost all have the intention that we want to eat better for yeah, ourselves. Absolutely. Um, hopefully this is a start at a new way to look at. Yeah. Throw the dieting out the window and really get in touch and understand how you can be more mindful about right. your eating and food consumption. Great. I think that's i mean that's awesome it's got me pumped for people starting off the new year what else has got Trying you pumped get some weight loss and better eating habits oh what else has got me pumped you asked uh it happens to be what's got us pumped oh boy you really have great to, segue thank that you was, thank you for participating in the segue that was like a very hard right turn is very that forced smooth. that smooth. was not smooth smooth, as smooth. No. All right. So, would you like to go comment first? on our transitions and in the reviews? Would you like um, to go first? Sure, I'll go first. Lay it on me. Uh, so, I actually, I don't know. This may be really exciting to people, and some people not, but it's definitely got me excited. I have a new multivitamin. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Okay. So the big thing is, I actually have a multivitamin. We have talked about some multivitamin um, like packages, systems, all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. We've talked about supplements we take. I do take supplements when I feel I need them, but I am a very like um, food first sort of nutrition type thinker. I really do try to get most of my nutrition in my foods that I eat in whole foods specifically, mm-hmm. because I know that's, you know, the most bioavailable, you know, your body is made to digest it that way. However, I'm getting older. Mm. <laughs> dun, 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 in case anybody was wondering, I too am getting older. And especially after I had Ella, I have noticed my body is different. It doesn't, it's just, it's different. There's lots of things. It's like last four years have been all about learning an entirely new body. And I've come to realize for some reason, some of the things I never ever in my life had problems with, uh, 
I'm not getting enough of those, those nutrients now. And I've been looking for some kind of a vitamin that would support the holes in my diet and also support the, um, like absorption of those other very, very readily available nutrients and foods that I'm getting, but support things like my bone health, my immunity, um, hormones. And I have been looking for some kind of, is it a mixture of supplements? Is it a multivitamin? I landed on Ritual, mm. which I think a lot of a lot of women, I feel like they forced their way into our Instagram feeds like years ago. But I finally took a look at it and they are very aligned with what I was looking for because they are a food first multivitamin. They're not giving you like the really big vitamins like vitamin C. Um, they're giving you those sort of assistant and support vitamins and nutrients. So they're giving you lots of like vitamin D3 um, to help you support your immune function because that's going to actually help the absorption of some of those other like really predominant immune boosting vitamins um, like vitamin C. For bone support, instead of giving me lots of calcium, because guess what? I'm, I'm probably getting more than enough calcium in my food. Mm -hmm. It's giving me micronutrients of vitamin D3, K2, magnesium, and boron, which are those sort of supporter helper nutrients that allow me to better absorb and utilize calcium um, and build that bone support, which women my age, you gotta think about. Mm -hmm. So I've been having really bad cramps, like mind numbing cramps as well, um, related to my hormones. But I, after kind of talking through it and reading up, I realized I probably have a magnesium deficiency. Mm. And it would support other symptoms I've noticed in my body. So I was very happy to see that magnesium was a, was a major part of this. So it's got folate, omega-3s, DHA, the vitamin D3, vitamin B12, vitamin E, vitamin K2, iron, vitamin A, zinc. Nice. And it's in these lovely little capsules. Um, they're actually also, I like this. They're like... They call them like mint essence or something so that instead of, you know, when you open a supplement, sometimes the smell of like the casings is really gross. Okay. This is like they've added like a little bit of like mint essential oil or something oh, to it so that interesting. it's, it's actually really pleasant to take. Oh, so are. I'm like it's a week into taking it um, and it is a multivitamin, which means you have to take it every day consistently for it to work. But I'm really hopeful. I'm really pumped for this. Good. I'm thinking this is a good start of a new habit that I need in my life. I like it. Uh, speaking of habits, my what's got us pumped, uh, as maybe a habit we might be getting into a little bit more regularly, is camping. Camping. You know, I know it's not super health related, but it is It is mental health related, I think. It is. It is super... Uh, we did some camping in the backyard. Ella and I did this weekend. Um, I brought the idea up to her, and we're trying to go as a family, possibly somewhere. 
Um, so in the near future, so we want to try it out, see how she did, and she did great. She loved it. Besides being a bed hog or air mattress hog, I should say, she uh, she did an excellent job, and um, we're gonna probably check our camping supplies and see if we can go in the near future and do it uh, somewhere in the great outdoors besides just the backyard. Yes. Yeah. We actually set up the tent right in our backyard so yep. that we had all the comforts of home, just, mm-hmm. you know, stone throw away. Yeah. That was but good though. We got to do the fire, uh-huh. which I think is a crucial part of any camping experience. Right. Um, and I mean, I brought you guys breakfast in bed, you which did. was a bonus. I feel like that was pretty good. Yeah. Not, that was not expected. Yep. So and Ella said, when I asked her this morning, she was like, did you have fun? She's like, I love it. <laughs> yeah, she is very. She didn't want to get out of bed. Very, very, very pleased. So I was happy that she enjoyed it. So adorable. we should be doing some in the near future. Great uh, way to spend time outside, uh, get some forest bathing and uh, uh, enjoy the outdoors. Fire bathing? Some, uh, should, is fire bathing a thing? I don't know. It sounds sounds scary. dangerous. Yeah, but... it sounds scary. Um, but... Uh, so that's what's got us pumped. Hopefully you guys are pumped about this episode and a brand new year podcast coming at you. Um, we're going to have some really interesting topics and episodes for you. So stay tuned, leave the rating reviews, and uh, please share the podcast with a friend. Sharing is caring. Mm-hmm. And do you have anything else for them tonight? No, but if we haven't already mentioned it, did we say Happy New Year last time? I thought we did, since it was the first podcast of the year. But I'm just going to say, say Happy again. New Year again. We're rooting for you. If you made goals, intentions, resolutions, we're rooting for you this year. Hopefully you stick with us and we can help you keep those goals, mm-hmm. intentions, and resolutions. Agreed. Let us know. This has been another edition of the Addicted to Fitness Podcast, and we'll check you next time. Bye. For all things Addicted to Fitness, you can check out our website, addictedtofitnesspodcast.com. You can also give us a follow on Twitter, at The ATF Podcast, and like and follow the Addicted to Fitness Podcast Facebook page. Last but not least, please give us a rating and review in the iTunes store. Thanks.